our two cents. With Oscar. Welcome back to our two cents. We're doing it again here at Raxo Studios with Oscar, your host. R2CentsW.com, R2 Cents on all social media. Thank you for all your support. Please hit that subscribe button. It's free to you and it means the world to me. And now, let's congratulate whatever nationality day you are today. Is that right? No, nationality. National day. National napping day. If you're a lazy fuck like me, no need for any other day. Well, even though I don't take naps, I believe naps are a waste of a wonderful two hours that you could be doing. You could either be working on your goals, working on your craft, or working on nothing at all. But if you take a nap, what are you? Two months old? Each year, National Napping Day recognizes our need the following the return, our need the day following the return of daylight saving time, our need to nap. Not only does the observance encourage a nap, it reminds us that there's no shame on taking one either. Only I will shame you. While preparing for the time change, while preparing... While preparing for the time change, these people don't know how to write. I, this doesn't even make sense to me. While preparing for the time change can offset while preparing. I, this doesn't make sense. Anyways, the time change is going to fuck up your time, your internal call, time clock. If you're in California, you know that time just moved up ahead. Hey, hey, they stole an hour from you. The government stole an hour from you. Well, let me clarify that for you. The government of California stole an hour from every single one of us while we slept, and none of us did anything about it, nor will we do anything about it. Now, a couple of years back, there was some rumors of them throwing in a bill where they eliminate that uh, the daylight saving, because uh, the daylight saving it was only needed for farmers so that they could have enough time. Or they would have more time, rather, during the during the, the summer days, because you have longer days during the summer. Like, it makes any sense today, right? I mean, now, how many farmers are out there in the real world, even though there is less than it should be, but it's the government telling them to kill their crops? How true is that? Did you know about that? No, you didn't. Anyways, and now, National Pie Day. Now, this one... I, it'll it'll explain it to me right now, but but it's very confusing because there is multiple things that are called that are called pie. Now, if you're into the crypto world, you would know that there is also a cryptocurrency named Pie. And when I saw the National Pie Day, I was like, "Oh shoot, it's that National Cryptocurrency Day," but it's not. It's National Pie Mathematical Constant. The little that look like they're stuck together from the top. Anyways, also known as Pi, the first three and most recognized digits are 314, and I would add 619 from 
San Diego, California, but that's neither here nor there. The day is celebrated by pie enthusiasts and pie lovers alike. Now, if you're a fat person like me and you thought the pie also meant the food, the pie, well, you were right because you're also a pie lover and you might be a pie enthusiast as well. What if you're both? Pi is the ratio between the circumference of a circle and its diameter. Now, can anybody explain to me why the fuck would I need this number? Now, me as a regular individual, uh, mind you, a construction worker. Mind. Never in my time that I've been a construction worker, and I want to make it sound like I've been there longer, so we're going to say in my time. We're not going to say three years because that just makes it sound like a little bit. I'm just going to say, in my time that I've done construction, I had never in my time had to use pi. Or X minus Y equals W equals G, X. I don't even know what the fuck the mathematical circumference is. Nonetheless, without uh, those numbers, we probably wouldn't have the things that we have today as far as... uh, technology anyways for all you pie lovers either the mathematical uh circumference is it damn oh no it's mathematical constant constant yeah right either the mathematical constant or the pie oh my god Polly's pie that place is great i had it for the first time i had a strawberry banana no 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 a banana pie i don't know what the fuck it was but it was delicious it was something had to do with bananas and i don't know what else but let me tell you that's no fucking mcdonald's pie even though that's you know that's that's okay i mean if you want to be a fat ass that's okay but if you want to be a real fat ass like i was a couple days ago when i went to polly's pie now that's the place to go for your pie needs. Anyways, for all you pie lovers, either food or the math thingy, majigger. I that is even a thing. I don't even think kids say that no more. Thingy majiggy, right? We used to say that when we were kids. Now we, it's been so long. Anyways, now, happy National Day to uh, napping you sleepyheads and. Uh, Pie enthusiasts or pie lovers, happy National Day to you. And I, I, I've i never met anybody that's, oh, that today's National Day. Let me celebrate it. But uh, whatever. It, to each his own. Everybody celebrated on their own, whatever, whatever they're celebrating, either the food or the mathematical uh, circumference, or is that even the right word? I don't even know what the fuck it's called. Anyways, so I think... I'm stuck. I'm stuck with the fucking VR headset, virtual reality shit. I'm stuck. Now, I enjoy it so much. I'm even thinking about doing Twitch. Now, I got to figure out how the fuck to plug it into the computer so it can get recorded to the, uh, and all that jazz, right? I got to figure that out. <laughs> it's going to be more work. But things are going to change probably because I really want to dive my toes into that because it's so much fun. I can spend two hours in that thing a day, two hours at a time because that's a 
just about uh how much the battery lasts about two hours and a half no yeah two hours and a half three hours or so that battery is all right it's not the greatest but it's good um a the cable that uh, the extra cable that you could buy with it it's it's like 80 bucks but it's longer and it would have worked perfect for uh not having to have the cord hanging right there but two hours and a half should be more than enough now I've been wondering, that's this way I'm bringing it up, and I'm just going to put it out into the ether. Hopefully, it'll come back to me one day. One day it might. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe not. We'll find out in the near future. How the fuck does anybody get a job in the metaverse? Now, how real was that kid that I saw on TikTok? I don't know if it's a kid. The dude, I'm going to say. That dude that I saw on TikTok about working on the metaverse, on a subway. That, to me, was bunkers. Now, I want to know how to get that job. Me having no intelligence in computer or whatever, coding, that's the word. Um, how do I get a job in the metaverse? That would be interesting to know. Uh, but I, I'm, I'm thinking I should find my way in first through gaming. That's my thought. I don't know what you think. Might maybe, right? It, it could be the it could be. Now, all that wouldn't matter if this Ukraine Russia blows us all blow us all to shit. Now, what is going on with that? See, at first I was all into solidarity to Ukraine, right? Now, I'm not saying it's not all solidarity now. Now that uh, the that we can see the, I mean, we're not looking at the bigger picture, but we've taken a couple steps back now, and we are looking at whatever the fuck is really happening now. And, and what I wonder now is, how real are all these videos of uh, President Zelensky? Did I say that correct? I don't know. Somebody correct me. How real is it, all those videos that they're showing that he's being heroic and all this and all that? Is it just propaganda? Right? Because didn't TikTok just get banned in, in, in Russia? So so what what happens to that guy that danced that song, right? Like the, uh, the Mickey Mouse one? What happened to that guy? Is he going to still be dancing to the song? Now, I was trying to talk to somebody from Russia, which I did contact, and I managed to, uh, you know, get a conversation going with that gentleman. But I'm so sad because I don't know if it's going to work. And I kind of brought it up to in this conversation that I had. We talked in, about it a little bit, but it's I'm wondering how much reality there is to all that's happening. But I wonder. And, I mean, I, all I know is, like I said in the in the episode, I didn't do nothing. These people don't owe me anything. I don't owe those people anything. And the only people that are going to suffer if this shit blows off the fucking, I don't know, the fan, I don't know, the roof, I don't know what the fuck you want to say. But if it does blow up, it, it, all that won't fucking matter. So <laughs> hopefully it doesn't. So it does matter. I mean, I'm I'm hoping that we it gets resolved in a gentleman-like manner. It is what it is, right? Anyways, that could be really depressing if you let it get to you. But 
on a brighter note, on a fun note, did you know that ancient Rome used to drop a piece of toast into their wine for good health? Interesting. Hence, why we raise a toast. Interesting. Now, if that's true, which we're going to assume that I'm always correct, I don't get anything wrong. Any, anything that I say is not wrong. Nothing. All, everything I say is right to the teeth. It's fact and known. And also, did you know that Coke tastes different in the USA than in Mexico? I wonder why that is. Let me give you a little hint. Sugar cane. Anyways. That was the fun of today. Well, today. Now, I wanted to have. But it, we didn't even get in. We didn't really get into the. Uh, to give a formal opinion on, on the Russia and all that. It was. uh just getting to know um, my friend. He's a military veteran. Uh, his life has gone through a roller coaster pretty much from being deployed to the Marines, getting bachelor's degree, uh, trying to live a normal life, a franchise in a gym, and, you know, just basically... From, from being a, a Marine to struggling to live a regular life and uh, getting PTSD from uh, not from combat action. He he does specify where he got his PTSD from, and it was, a, I'm just going to brief it, it was from an earthquake in Haiti, and I'll let him describe exactly what happened. Um, uh, but uh, I wanted to have a conversation with him and... Hopefully, you enjoy as you enjoy it as much as I did. It it was a great conversation, and without any more further explanation, before I ruin it for you, I bring to you, and with joy, I bring to you my friend Matt. All right. Hello. Yes. No audio yet. There we go. All right. Here we go. There we go. All right, how you doing, Matt? Nice to finally uh, get to talk to you. <laughs> it's really, it's really nice to talk to you too. How are you doing? It's uh, Oscar, right? Yes, Oscar. Yes, yes. Really nice to yes, meet yes. you, Oscar. <laughs> now, the fortunate thing is that you're exactly in the same uh, time zone that I am, so it makes it, it made it a lot easier to schedule it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I, I'm, I'm really excited. Um, is it, is it live or is it recorded? Um, for no, this, I'm gonna record it today, and this is gonna go up. Uh, Monday next week. Okay. Yes. But I'll, I'll, I'll cut some stuff out and I'll send you something so you can post up and promote it too. And I'll, you can use it as you wish. Yes, please. Yeah. My, uh, my audience, um, I'm very lucky to have them. They, they love stuff like this. So they, uh, there would be a good few of them that would be like really excited to come support you. However they can. Yeah, I appreciate it, man. Any help. Yeah. It's, it's really appreciated. So yeah, of course let's, I'm going to let you go ahead and introduce yourself. Please tell us what you do and, uh, please plug everything you, everything uh, you got <laughs> going on as well too, please. Uh, and then we'll go from there. Okay.
All right. Everybody's hopping on uh, who's listening to this voice right now. It belongs to a handsome face. My name is Matt. I'm just kidding. My name is Matt. I go by Matt's All Right on social media. You might find me on TikTok. You might find me on Instagram or on Twitch where I stream three days a week. I am a Marine Corps infantry veteran who served from 2008 to 2012. Uh, I did three deployments during that time. And when I got out of the military, my main focus was just work, self-improvement, and taking care of my family. So I went to college, and I got a bachelor's degree in project management business administration with a minor in electrical engineering. And then went to welding school, became a welder, and I, I did everything that I could possibly do to try and figure out who I was without the military after I got out. And then I realized... Um, the only thing I was really doing is just running from the things I had seen and the things I had done inside the military. So I started looking at those and I started facing those problems. And I finally went to the VA and I was diagnosed with post-traumatic stress from the military, um, which I didn't want, by the way. Like it was very clear to everyone around me that I had that, but I didn't want the actual diagnosis. And one day, instead of posting about what I normally posted about on social media, I just broke down. <laughs> I started crying. And then I like to say that I kind of blew up overnight. I think I was a, uh, a three year overnight success is what some people will call it. Wow. wow. That's, that's, that's good to hear. Uh, I mean, it seems like you found your niche and, and you're just running with it now. But before you found it, what were you posting about? What was your uh, your your uh, so, content about? I, mean, um, I I was very lucky enough to be I worked in the world world's leading franchise at the time, which was the Anytime Fitness Gyms. They were the world's leading and nation's leading franchise for a good couple of years. So I was the regional manager um, and. I just started posting content in-house marketing the businesses that I would be at and it would just be gym stuff. So it's us in the gym doing skits and, you know, very top of funnel, not as funny as I thought it was very funny to me. Um, and the videos, I think I did that for about two and a half, three years. And it was just very like, I don't know, like vine kind of comedy. Here's me okay. falling down in the gym. Oh man, it only got 1000 views. Why isn't this working? You know what I mean? You know, that's the hardest thing to find your niche because I started with a meme page before I even okay. I even started doing podcasts or anything. But yeah. uh, I always wanted to have something like this. I just didn't know what it was until in 2016 when I came across podcast. Yeah. My friend was like, you, you've heard of the Joe Rogan podcast? And I was like, what the hell is that? He's like, oh, you should listen to it on Spotify. But, yeah. you know, I put it to the side. I was like, all right, whatever. You know, and I and I was I had just bought a motorcycle, too. So yeah. I was starting to get into uh, motor vlogs. So I was like, oh, I want to do that. That yeah. seems interesting. And then uh, and then I, I started listening to podcasts from that conversation that I had with my friend. But that was later on because I, I, I ended up at a warehouse where uh, I was working in the freezer. So oh. I bought myself a, like, a little small. Uh, at the time, they weren't popular. Now they are, like the earbuds. Um, oh. I bought me a little small one, and I just would put it in my ear, put my, my beanie on and just go to work with it in my ear and just, just listen to podcasts all day long. And that's yeah. when it started. And I was like, all right, this is what I want to do. Now I haven't had the success that, that you are, that you're having. And it's wonderful that you, you know, that you're, you're at the level that you are now because 
obviously you've been putting in the work. <laughs> Unfortunately, yeah, I, I think I appreciate you saying that. I almost quit. I think it was about the third time I almost quit because <laughs> um, it was, a gosh, man. You know, I started in 2016. Okay. And then I almost quit in March of 2020. So it was about four-ish years almost before I was like, I'm not doing this. Like I'm, cause I, I was doing it as a part-time job. Like it wasn't just like, oh, I kind of want to do this. Like, no, I was very serious. I was like inside those little um, Instagram groups where we all go and like each other's pages and we all go and shout each other out. And I was like paying for shout outs and I was doing it. And it was like three and a half years. And when I say no one believed in me, no one actually believed in me. Like <laughs> not even the mother of my kids thought it was ever going to happen because oh, um, the content was only good to me and people who liked me. It was never like any, I don't know, like the show, the office, like I made uh, a skit of everyone at the gym that we worked at, just redoing the intro of the office almost with just <laughs> us. So okay. it, it was like, I don't know. It just, it never worked. And then one day it worked and then I've been doing it for a living, but I did skip over something. I actually started my own business. Oh, um, okay. Okay. That's great. So I became the sole proprietor of a consulting business um, to teach people how to do social media. Um, oh, and I was okay. like, you know what? How do I reach out to people and not just cold call people and say, hey, I can teach your, um, the people at your gym how to do um, social media that, that makes people in the immediate area like five to 10 miles around say, hey, this is the gym that I want to go to because I already see the staff on camera. I already like the staff on camera. Um, so I didn't have immediate success, but, you know, I had around 12,000 followers on Instagram. Hey, that's a big number. Yeah, it's, it's an, yeah it's, I was happy with it for posting gym videos. Um, I was happy with it. And then um, I had started posting on TikTok because I wanted to learn how to do the, the algorithm, how to learn how the AI on there works, everything. And then that's when I blew up and I was like, oh, I don't need to do this <laughs> business as much now because I can just do social media now. But uh, I still consult. Uh, I've been consulting for about two and a half years um, for small business owners or for independent creators. I've worked for, I don't know, I even worked for Instagram. I was lucky enough to even work for Instagram as a wow. consultant for like a, a month. Um, and there's a couple other bigger people that I've been lucky enough to, you know, make friends with. And But um, now I get to focus on my own brand. I don't have to focus yeah, on working on other people's brands. Yeah, That's good. That's good to hear, man. And, you know, I'm getting excited the more I hear about you because literally it's what I'm looking for. Do you work at home? <laughs> Yeah, I've worked oh at home God. now for a year, <laughs> uh, which is that's like I count days that I'm working at home because I have imposter syndrome. I think a lot of young um, <laughs> people who are in the entrepreneurial field kind of do. So like there's any day I'm waiting for it to end and I have to go back and go do a nine to five. I'm just like, oh, gosh, please. No, please. No, please. but it hasn't <laughs> happened yet. So, yeah, I, I work at home. I'm very yeah. lucky. Yeah, for man, you're fortunate. Not just fortunate, but you've been putting in the work. It's not just to say that you're fortunate you got that. You're yeah, fortunate. Thank you. Enough to have the drive that most people don't have. Uh, even even though I'm doing this, I'm going through a period right now where I'm like, uh, I'm I'm just ready to. I'm done. This is too much. Cause I'm yeah. I gotta I gotta my regular job, which is my. It's not even nine to five. It's from five to four. So just yeah. say that. So sometimes four to four. Like today, it was four to four thirty. Yeah. So it was kind of it was kind of late, you know. So, but 
it gets a uh, it gets tough. You, I, I lose a lot. But me personally, I lose a lot of motivation when it because I, I'm just tired. Yeah. But I, it's just hard to get over that. But the thing is, if yeah. you really want it, you know, it's you're gonna get over it. And and I understand that. And yeah. I have that same thing that you have as well, that imposter syndrome that it's always telling me, you suck, this is not good, you're not figuring yeah. anything out. And it's just hard, it's so hard to, to shut that voice down, you know? Yeah, um, you know, what you're doing and what I was doing, it's a, it's a job, like it's an actual job outside of your job, <laughs> but it's a hobby. Um, and so they always say like, um, I think it's have two or three different types of hobbies one for your mental health and one that improves your bank account. And what you're doing is hopefully both. And what I was doing at the time was both, but yeah, I was going, you know, I was going to the the park on Saturdays and walking around in a bear costume for videos and throwing my back out. And I was like, this isn't working. Uh, I got like, I'm spending four and a half hours on a video for it to get 900 views. And every day I was losing followers and then it, yeah. So it was a really, hard time so a lot of people will say you're so um you're so nice to your audience like you're you're so interactive with your fans i say because i don't have fans i have friends because i know fans go away hopefully friends stay a little bit longer yeah uh because it's like man like i'm just so appreciative um that i don't have to go and work on someone else's schedule now you know what i mean yeah, yeah. you know i've only had a few people that have like bigger like as big of a page that you have on instagram mm -hmm. And TikTok, like, may well, TikTok, I've had some pretty big people. But, like, I'm talking about it when you cross over to Instagram. I haven't had yeah. any success reaching people with your success. And, and and I like talking to people with the success that you had because, yeah. obviously, you've already been through what I'm going through. And, and, yeah. it, it, and I like talking to people because I, I get motivation from, from everybody that I've talked to. Yeah. And I think that's the most important thing. When you stop doing it for like a couple of days or a couple of, even if you want to be extreme, a couple of weeks, that's just killing whatever brand you're trying to build. Yeah. Uh, you, and you can do it. Every, everyone, if they, if they want to do this, they can. And the reason why is because um, the only competition is yourself finding an actual audience who becomes your core audience, you know what they say, 20% of your audience is going to affect 100% of your business is that that Pareto's principle is what it's referred to the, um, I believe online Pareto's principle. Uh, and that is 20% of anything affects, you know, 80%, sorry, 100% of everything. So once you okay. find that, like, that's when it takes off mm. right away. And you just have to find that niche, which I'm sure you already have. Um, that uh, people connect know. to it's, <laughs> See, you know, it, it's a hearts and minds kind of game. Um, it's a hearts and minds kind of game. You, you know where mine came from originally? Where? Uh, it, it was hard to, I'll tell you, I was one of the first veterans who doesn't, who don't look like a veteran. Um, you know, I have a nose ring, um, long hair. I look kind of feminine for the people who, who haven't seen me. Like I look kind of feminine. Um, a lot of people would think that, like, I don't look like I'd be in the military, let alone the Marine Corps infantry, um, okay, okay. which is like, you know, you picture like a tough big guy with muscles. Um, and then I telling the stories that I told to where I just I told the truth about my experiences and people called me a liar because they're like, there's no way this guy has seen that. And I was like, oh, that's how um, 
that's how uh, separated the audience is from reality that they don't know veterans can look like anybody. Anyone can get shot at. It does. You don't have to pass um, like, I don't know, the cool kid Mark Wahlberg quiz to get shot at and be a veteran mm-hmm. or something like that. You just have to have served. And that's when people connected with me because they saw somebody who looked relatable or that was willing to say, here's what it was like for me in the Marine Corps infantry for four years. Yeah. Somebody that looked like an average person, not like a meathead, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then look like somebody you would, I don't know, would be at your barbecue and you not even realize, oh, this guy's been in like real combat. He's got and stories. He's, and I'm not sure. Yeah. And then also the, the fact that I don't try and um, be a tough guy because of it made them so much more like, oh, okay. I like you because you're not trying to act hard. You're just trying to get it off your chest. And I can respect that, you know? Right. Yeah, when you when you got your bachelor's, what did you do with that right after that? Right after you I, got it? I was working already. So I was already in the field to become electrical engineer. Oh, um, okay. And I wanted to go into engineering because I didn't want to work for anybody. So I was like, <laughs> if I create something that I can patent, maybe I can live off of that um, while pursuing writing or pursuing something that um, I can do from home, right? I didn't right. really know how to articulate my dream. But I was already working in the field of management. And then um, my my boss, who's my mentor, I'm extremely lucky to know, because uh, he taught me, I don't know, everything you could want to learn about life, he taught he could teach you in a day, it felt like at the time, okay. he was that kind of guy. Um, so he's like, you know, you can do electrical engineering. But if you really want to move quick in this field, if you switch your major over to project management, um, you would move quick. And I moved, I moved it over. And then he promoted me to regional manager, because I did that. And um, that was an insane experience to be a 26-year-old regional manager at the time for the, for the world's leading franchise. <laughs> that was young. How old are you right now? I'm 33. I'll be 34 okay, this okay. year. Yeah. So that was about uh, eight years or so ago, right? Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And from that, you said uh, 2008 to 2012. Uh, in those four years, you were between uh, 12 and 16. You were working just a regular job, just working on your bachelor's. That's mainly your focus was at the time? Yeah, I, I was working full time and going to school. So oh, I was wow. using my GI Bill <laughs> and working as a welder for. Oh, mention that. Yes, yes. For like, I don't know, four uh, four days a week, 12 hours a day, or seven <sighs> days a week for 10 hours a day. <laughs> and then I'd go to night school to, to try and do my bachelor's. So I'd go there, burns all over my face from welding, <laughs> tired, and just sitting there trying to study uh, schematics and understand what this resistor does compared to this anode and cathode over here. And just, it was, it was horrible. I would never do it again. If somebody could pay me a million dollars, I'd never do that again. Yeah. You know, you know what sucks? It, it, it's like when you're trying to do something, I'm just thinking of what I'm trying to do right now and mm. how much I feel like it sucks. Cause it just, it feels like y- your time, if you don't manage it wisely, you could lose two hours. It's like yeah. gone. And, and then you're like, you're stuck with like, now I got to I got to rush doing what I had to do in those two hours that I had. And now I don't have those two hours. That's the toughest thing to me. And I lost my train of thought. <laughs> it, it's rough, though, because you yeah, I, I know what you're saying, though. You feel like you're not uh, it feels like, you, you know, you feel like somebody pushing uh, the boulder up the hill. And the minute you stop, the weight's just on your shoulder for the two hours rather than it's mm-hmm. not like the, the weight goes away. It's still there. It's like, am I even accomplishing anything? And I, I did feel like that for a long time. And, uh, but like I said, I, I had a mentor who right. uh, 
Uh, and that's what I always recommend for anybody who's trying to do anything in life is get a mentor. Um, <laughs> he would just, you know, snap me out of it. I'd call him and say, hey, man, you need to fix me right now because I'm starting to, he's like, you being a little victim? I was like, yeah, I'm being a victim. He's like, you got to stop being a victim. You know why? I was like, why? He's like, no one cares, bro. You're going to be poor and no one cares. You can be rich and people still won't care. They'll just want your money and not care. I'm like, all right, cool. I'll go back to work. Thank you, man. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? When you said it, when, when you mentioned that he asked you, are you being a victim? I'm like, man, that's what I'm doing right now. When, Because when <laughs> like, like I told you, um, during February, yeah. Oh man, I it was like a dry month. Like I could not mm. no, February and January. January, February. I it was hard for me to get any anybody to have a conversation with me like I'm doing with you right now. Oh, I yeah. I would get no replies and that makes it even worse. I just like <laughs> oh my god, nobody's going to do it. But you know what? Uh, it, yeah. It, it it also it affects a lot when I kind of go into a different type of algorithm because that's a, i go off on my algorithm on my on my mm. instagram I'm like like you I, I came across your contact which i'll get into that subject in mm. a minute because that's that's that was uh, the main because i, I want to know people who have been in the military but right. before i get into that i usually just try to maintain my algorithm to content creators people who focus on uh on creating content like yourself like you got your mm. twitch going on you got your your all, all your stuff that you got going on as well yeah. and i try to focus on those but i when i start just watching just Focusing on on like 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 funny videos, dumb videos, yeah. and stuff like that, my algorithm gets lost too as well. Yeah. So that's why it took me forever. Like right now, this whole month, I'm good. I I, I got a, I got like I got at least two a week this this week. So I'm I'm yeah. great. But the last two months, it was just like one here, one the other day, and the I got the end of the week, and it was just yeah. it was just tough. And but I guess this is what I've done in the past when they, when it comes to that. I, I just sit here and just start talking to myself. Yeah. But that I'm not too 100 comfortable with yet. This I'm okay with now. I just know there is yeah. a lot of things that I got to improve. Like, for example, like what I just did, like maybe five minutes ago where I lost my train of thought. I do that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I, I think this is, I think this is a already, you know, a great experience and, you know, the reason why I see a lot of people, because as a consultant too, like, because I have to consult with creators on why their personal brand is failing. And I have to tell them, rule of thumb, if you're not honest with yourself, I can't take your money. Like, that's the first thing I say to people. I charge them $100 an hour. Ooh, okay. $100 an hour. That's a free consultation. Um, and then I promise them, you know, you get me for an hour a week on whatever you need if, as long as you tell me i'll prepare it for you in advance so you won't have to watch youtube videos and then purchase a course so you won't have to like, chase the rabbit um the white rabbit all over the internet for the answers that you need i'll tell them the answers that they actually need and um before i even allow them to pay me money the rule of thumb is if you're not honest with yourself i'm not taking your money because i need you for the referral for my next um, prospect, my next customer. So if you don't improve because you weren't honest with yourself about why <sighs> your content isn't working, I can't help you. Like you have to be honest with yourself and you, you already just said three things about being honest with yourself. So that's how, you know, you'll succeed. Uh, that's go ahead. Yeah. You know what? I'm honest with myself when I'm doing, when I'm doing this and I yeah. hear myself saying what I'm saying, I'm like, I stop myself. I'm like, 
And that's, that really sounds dumb what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> why am I saying that? So that's why sometimes I'm like, never mind. I mean this. <laughs> yeah. Because along the way, I'll figure out that I'm that I'm victimizing my my own self. Basically. Yeah. Uh, you you know what I would recommend too is um, if you have a friend or family member that you're close with. Uh, sit him down, let him listen to it and say, at what point would you turn this off? I want you to just raise your hand at what point and okay. then have them try and explain why. Keep in mind, obviously, they're not marketing experts um, or something like that. So you got to bear with them. But they're just like, ah, right around here. I kind of lost interest. And then you can say, OK, how can I change this so they stay longer? Because that's what you want. You want to improve your watch time. You know, right. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're like. They, they, all those little things that you're telling me, I pick up a lot of things from like like this conversation that I'm mm-hmm. that I have with people, and what you're saying right now, it's gonna be really helpful because I never even thought of giving it to somebody and just tell me where would you stop listening and you know just give me notes. Right. <laughs> well, you know that's the problem with a lot of content creators is that they don't have. So here's the thing: there's there's social skills. Let's talk about social skills, right? Of course. Emphasis on the word skills. Skills are not innate. You're not born with a skill. You have to learn them. So um, the art of having a conversation uh, and being able to articulate what you want to say so it's effective and it maintains the charisma to keep the consistency of people wanting to listen for longer, that is a social skill. And a lot of creators forget that they just they, they think it should be like born with it like every michael jackson didn't come out of the uh womb doing a moonwalk he had, no, michael jackson man. had to learn the moonwalk so yeah that, that's a big thing is if you don't reinvent the wheel and you remember hey i need to say why isn't this working let me actually ask people rather than trying to reinvent the wheel and figure it out by myself you know yeah uh I think that's a skill that we all lack, the skill of realizing the skill. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's how I was. That's how I was. And that's what and you know, I learned the lesson the hard way. I did the two or three years of making content that nobody liked, really. And it wasn't bad content. Yeah, I go back but you and can't watch, say but... nobody liked because you were getting 900 views, you said, right? So I, Yeah, but that's transfer. with me being extra. That's with me, like, <laughs> like having my little marketing plan. And, okay, I'm going to go to exactly 10 different pages today and comment something interesting. So maybe they'll come to my page. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. So, like, I forgot the real idea of what we're all trying to do on the Internet. And I started trying to supplement it with marketing overlays and with algorithm ideas and all these things in reality you don't need to do any of that all you have to do is make one good piece of content and put it out there and if it's actually good it's going to get the views you know what i was listening to uh that joe rogan podcast with mr beast he had him on today and he said exactly the same thing you're saying like that you only need one video to get a, it's easy, I, I'm sorry. He said he's, he's. I forgot the number, but it's a big, a big number of views. Now I can't comprehend those numbers, you know, because I only get like two, three, and shit like that. So <laughs> I can't comprehend those thousands. So but what he was saying essentially was that it's easier to get to make a video, one video go viral instead of uh, having multiple videos mm-hmm. that give you the same amount of views that a viral video would give you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's the truth. I get a video, you know, I'm very lucky again, uh, that'll get, let's say two or 3 million views on it. My business, my personal brand for the next day is just right here compared to if I would have sat there 
and did all of these small extra things that I think I need to, because that's what you want to do. That's what business owners want to do. A business that isn't growing is dying. That's what I teach every business owner I speak to, every brand owner, because a brand is a business. A business that isn't growing is dying. So what you want to do is improve it on a consistent basis without all the small things. You want to scale the business up. So right now, you and I, um, our jobs are very alike because you're your own uh, mark, social media marketing manager. You're your own PR person. You're your own content creator. You're your own editor. Um, so how do you be better at just making content when you have all of these hats you have to wear and all of these hats I have to wear? You have to hire somebody to do these things, but how do you pay them? Exactly. So it's That's one of those things where if I had ID, I wouldn't need ID. Why do I need ID? to get ID. Is, does that make sense? <laughs> yeah. Makes to me it makes perfect sense, yeah. but you know, to the average people that are just consumers, yeah. it just it might not cuz they don't understand what we're trying to do. They, they want under- the content. Give me the content. <laughs> Give me the content. That's what they want. Yeah. Yeah. No, I was going to say I find it a little offensive that you say that you and I were kind of like the same cuz we are we're man. not. No, nah, man. You you're 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 more knowledgeable about this than I am. So don't put me in the same category as you put me I, lower a little bit at least. I'm only knowledgeable though, because I want you to picture me like sitting in a room mad on the verge of like tears because like the video that I just spent four hours on and like had a panic attack because, you know, I do have, um, I have mental health issues that I talk about a lot, a lot on my platform. So I'm outside with the wind. My camera's getting knocked over off the tripod on the ground. My baby's at the door banging on the door because I have five kids. And then I post a video and it gets like the 900 views. And I'm just like ready to break an iPhone like I'm a two-year-old. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, I, I, hey, I yeah. understand the frustration. It's not, yeah. I don't even have any of the things that you, that you've experienced and that you are experiencing because of those things. I don't even have any of that. And I get that angry with everything. Yeah. <laughs> so it's frustrating. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, so I wanted to, I want the main, not the main reason. I just wanted to talk to you because I, I like what you, what you were doing. And I, and, and I wanted to ask like, what was your experience like? Because I have a cousin that says he was in the Marines Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't believe that guy. <laughs> so, so I, I was. I just wanted to ask about your experience, and then I wanted to go go into what's going on today uh, with with uh, Ukraine and Russia, the craziness. I just wanted yeah. to know your thought because I know you've you've experienced the horrors of war. Mm. Now, I I don't know. You mentioned a little bit that you that you share your stories. Now yeah. I haven't gone to to see your stories just yet. I'll be completely honest. No, I've only right. seen a couple of a couple of your TikToks and a, a few of your uh, Instagrams, which is almost similar. I did yeah. not. I have not gone to your Twitch or your or you. Sh- you do have a YouTube, correct? Yeah, not posting on it, but it's okay. it's there with about I don't know thirty or forty videos on it. I think yeah. Okay, but I haven't looked at any of those mm-hmm. mainly because I didn't have time. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're, no, it's all right. You you get all the info straight from the horse's mouth here. Right. Uh, my, my Marine Corps experience. So I grew up all over the U.S. And um, a lot of people don't even realize it when they look at me or, or speak to me, but I'm Hispanic. So I'm from like the greater Los Angeles area. Okay. Uh, and my family is from uh, Mexico. Okay. Um, so like I grew up with t- like, I don't know, like deals who are from somewhere. 
And I grew up in, you know, uh, a low income area in Southern California, which is like prime target for military recruiters. You get yourself somebody from Texas or from us or from California. Like those are the two biggest states to join the military. So I grew up, I was a tough kid. I didn't speak the way I speak now. Like, you know, I had chucks and dickies and a shaved head and tattoos. And uh, I was very insecure but not about anything besides the fact that I lived in a wealthy town, but I was one of the poor kids in that wealthy town. Mm. So I grew up, you know, very bullied and made fun of for being poor. Like my nickname in high school was Payless Shoes. So it was like one of those things. Like, it's like, man, that's, uh, you grew up kind of insecure. And um, I ended up getting uh, in trouble. I ended up being homeless for about a year. And during the time I was a criminal, I was like an actual uh, criminal. And at, I got over it. I don't know. After about 14 months, I got over it. I was like, I can't do this anymore. Like, I'm, I, I don't want this to be my life. I can do better than this. I'm only doing this because I didn't get the, the right roll of the dice upon my birth, but I'm not going to be, I'm not going to be self-victimizing about it. I'm still going to, I'm going to drag my way out of this. So I did. Uh, I was a high school dropout and I was living behind my high school. And then um, I ended up joining the Marine Corps. It took about five and a half, six months because I had to go back and get a diploma from an adult education center. And I remember I joined the Marine Corps and the recruiter was asking me, you know, for the five or six months, like, what job do you want to do? I was like, what do you you mean? I want to fight. Like, why else would I join the Marines? I didn't know there were other jobs for like the first two or three weeks I was joining. I didn't know the Marines did anything besides fight. So I joined oh, like 0311 Rifleman is what it's called. That's just the guys you see in every war movie walking with the rifle. line. Yeah. And um, I joined and it was really disappointing for me because I joined to prove that I was a man in my mind. Like I wanted to prove that I was a man because I felt like no one ever treated me like one my whole life. Everybody in my family, like. Not everyone, obviously, but I felt like they were trying to punk me out. I thought that was the point of their relationship with me was to make me feel unwelcome in my own house, no matter what. Um, so I get to boot camp and I ended up graduating at the like top of my class in boot camp. And I was like, this wow. is easy. I thought I was going to be the weak one. You know, I'm 130 pounds, 120 pounds at the time. And I ended up doing really well. I was like, this is really easy. But then... Uh, I ended up having to do three deployments in four years, which is unheard of. Um, Marines usually only do two, six or seven month deployments, but uh, I joined. Um, They sent me on a ship for my first deployment for about seven months. And I was like, that wasn't so bad. You know, no combat, no war. I got back and a month and a half later, they emergency redeployed us to Haiti. In Haiti in 2010, 200,000 people lost their lives in an earthquake. And there I am suddenly 20. Um, I've talked about it a lot. So it's like, if I sound kind of like, I don't know, not sad about it. It's just that I've told this story a couple of times now. So it's like, if I were to cry, it would be fake. Um, but yeah, there I am with, with just bodies everywhere. And there I am seeing wounded and dying kids. And I just wasn't ready for it. I didn't see it in the commercials. I didn't, I didn't understand the gravity of it either. So when I came back, I, I just tried to act like I was fine. So I'm sitting there with my daughter, who's uh, a year and a half at the time, and she's crying. And I would just want to claw my eyeballs out. And I didn't know why, but I had post-traumatic stress from wounded and dying kids. 
um, that's where my PTSD comes from. A lot of people think it comes from combat or war. My next deployment was an extremely um, terrible combat deployment with a lot of combat. I don't have PTSD from combat though. So when a lot of people watch me online, they're like, this guy's, this guy couldn't handle, I get a lot of haters. And if they're not saying I can't handle war, they're saying I'm a war criminal. And I have to remind them guys, my PTSD is from wounded and dying kids. It's not from combat. Uh, provided I was in a lot of combat, but it's not from combat. Yeah. See, that's ridiculous for people to even chime in on that because they don't know what you've seen. They don't, I mean, unless, unless they, well, like me personally, I, I obviously didn't know what you have seen. So it wasn't my position to judge you say you're a war criminal because you, you have PTSD, but they don't understand that it was from you literally being at a place to help. Yeah. It, but you know, it, it kind of comes with the territory. It's funny because, you know, we spoke about how I wanted this so bad because this is what I wanted. Like what I'm doing right now, if you were to show me, this is part of like my work day three years ago, I would have broke down crying. Like I would have been like, Oh, thank you. But now I have it. And it's like, I open up my comments and there's 60 comments saying, I love you. You're amazing. And all these, but then I see the one comment saying this um, little B I T C H probably never did anything um, and never even fought. And I'm just like, that's what you focus in on. And then you realize <laughs> after a couple of months, okay, that comes with the territory. If I want my fans, my friends to like me though, they want, they, you know, it's the 48 laws of power. It, there's a book about that. Um, it's a great book but you want to maintain a certain image to your audience, but you don't want it to be fake. You want it to be real. You want them to root for your success and you want them to say, I would like my son to be able to be like Matt. Like that's what I want. I want to be a good role model. So right. instead of self victimizing and being offended that somebody just called me a war criminal, how do I make that funny? And I'll mm. make a joke. Like I made this joke online the other day, the video, everyone was like, I started crying. And everyone's like sad in the beginning. I'm like, you guys come to my page and you call me a war criminal and I'm acting mad. And everyone's like <gasps> watching the video. And I say <laughs> a war criminal is somebody who's tried and convicted of a crime. Right. Of course. I've never been caught. So, <laughs> <laughs> so there's no, then, yeah, that's yeah, good. And then they're like, it. they're like, I like this guy. He doesn't get offended. He Sense doesn't need to be weak to get views. He can be funny to get views. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 That's that's a that's the beauty of it, you know, because like you have a the the majority of the people that follow you, it's they're 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 rooting for you, yeah. And, and you can't pay attention to that one. I mean, yeah. you you can give them the light of day and do what you did, you know, and it just makes it better for you because your audience sees, oh, okay, well, this guy doesn't get bothered by that, and it's, he's not paying attention to that. He's just paying attention to the positive. Yeah, and on top of that, man. Um, I'm so hateful. Like in my heart, I have a lot of malicious hate. Um, I used to be an extremely hateful person. Like I, yeah, like my, my mind went straight to violence when somebody had a problem with me. Like, so I even still to this day have a problem with confrontation. Like I can't, I'm not good at confrontation. I won't, I'm not going to argue with you. I'm not going to like, I'm not, I'm not going to talk at all. Cause you know, um, that's the area you grow up in. The more you talk, the more people start thinking you're fake or you're weak or you're something like that. Like you just, if you want to throw chingasos, throw chingasos. Like you yeah. don't need to talk about it. Right. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. that's how I grew up and it's been hard for me to stop doing that. So my mind just goes straight there. 
So I had to change that about myself because I had to learn how to fall in love with humanity and like people. Um, so what I started doing was just forgiving people. And I wouldn't forgive them like, oh, I forgive you for what you said or what you did. I forgive you for bothering me in my mind because I'm not going to hold on to you for the rest of my day. So I'll just comment and respond. I forgive you. Take care. And then they'll keep arguing. <laughs> and then you realize, see, they just wanted to argue. They didn't want to actually like learn anything. They didn't want to establish um, some kind of respect. They just wanted to be mean to you, Matt. And so I'll let it go right and, away. And you know what? I, and I've done this. I'm guilty of this. Sometimes yeah. they just want to stare the pot. Yeah. That's, yeah. That, yeah. Cause that's the household they grew up in. Like, uh, you know, it's like somebody who grew up with their dad would hit them and then take them to a baseball game and get drunk. That was their version of love. Yeah. So that's what they're used to. <laughs> like they're used to anarchy. They're used to chaos. So when they're around other people and they're adults now, that's what they want. Cause yeah. it makes them feel um, loved uh, again. It makes them feel alive again. Or know? interesting. It makes them feel interesting. Yeah. yeah. You ever yeah. heard of this? Uh, I, 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 I think they're shut down right now. But uh, you ever heard of the Russian, um, the, the farms? Oh, Jesus, I had the name. The social media farms that they have, like, basically, they just want to stir the pot. And just oh, I, yeah, I've heard. Unfortunately, so I, I, I report on current events a um, lot. So okay. um, my, like, my fascination is about cultures and languages. So I study languages every day. Like, it's very normal for me to study a language every single day. You speak um, more than one language? Not fluently, oh, okay. but um, it, the only reason well, why Spanish is because, you do, yeah, right? No, my Spanish isn't perfect because I'm bocho. Like my, I'm, oh, okay. I'm Chicano. Like I, I lived in Mexico. I lived in Juarez for like um, seis meses, but like okay. that's it. I wasn't like, so when I go there too, I look white because my, my family's, <laughs> I'm half Portuguese and half uh, Mexicano. So oh, people okay. look at me and they're like, oh, are you white or what are you? I'm like, uh, <laughs> I'm bocho, bro. Like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> like, um, but so I don't know. Um, I love studying. I, I study Japanese a lot. Um, okay. I learned Spanish when I was a kid and that's what turned me on to learning languages. As soon as I moved to Mexico, I didn't speak a word of English, word of uh, Spanish, but I had to learn it because I was left. I got kidnapped. I know that sounds crazy out of left field. My dad kidnapped me. Yeah, I know. Oh, okay, okay. I thought it was more dangerous than that, but okay. No, my, I, my, I, dad, I get it. my dad didn't, like, my dad was like, uh, didn't want my mom to have me, and he didn't want me, so he just took me and left me in Mexico. Oh, wow. Yeah, and <laughs> I just got left hey, there. Hey, okay, okay, see, <laughs> at least they took you to a place to leave you. Yeah. Me... They left me over there with my grandparents, <laughs> and they just came over here. So, <laughs> you know, right. I, I, my, I, I guess I have some similarities um, with what you're telling me right now. Yeah. Because I was thinking, okay, I didn't live in the street for that long either, but from yeah. like 18 to 19, probably in a period of six months in that year, I kind of lived in the street. Yeah, and in that period of uh, that period of time, I also tried to join the Marines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they didn't let me because I have the the TPS, the Temporary Protective Status. Oh, okay, okay. They didn't let me. I'm pretty sure I would have ended up in 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 probably one of your scenarios where I would have been like, uh, I'm just here to fight. Let's do it. 
Yeah. <laughs> are you, are you, uh, are you, you're, I want to, I don't want to guess wrong. You're Mexican, right? Salvadorian. Salvadorian. Oh, okay. So I don't want to get, I hate guessing wrong like that. No worries. No, I don't, I don't, I, it, it doesn't bother me. Uh, yeah. To me, it's this, to me, the way I see that side of humanity, I mm. think we shouldn't, I, I, but it is important for the culture, I guess, but I don't think I, it, we yeah, should I label tell it. You not like, I could tell you're not like, Cubano or something like I could no. tell like <laughs> like from looking at you I was like I feel like you're from that area so further down though this, I, this, I got this, you. This was Indios, right? Yeah. <laughs> so when I I saw you I was like oh this bro this, this guy's this guy's like all right all right that's yeah. what's up all so right there, what's up you know I want to be like what's up fool <laughs> what's up fool hey. Hey. Um, <laughs> I saw you I was like all right cool <laughs> you know you were kind of close I guess. But I've gotten, uh, it was, I, I think, Tongan. Somebody came Tongan. up to me and asked me, what part of the island you're from? And oh. I didn't understand the question. I was like, what do you mean what part of the island? Like, yeah, from the Pacific, from the Pacific Island. And I was like, no, I'm Central America. I'm from the Salvador. I could see Tongan, though, a little bit, though. <laughs> like, maybe, like, from Hawaii or something, a little bit. Something I, like that, a little bit. I don't want to disrespect them like that, man. So yeah. I, I just, like, I'm a Salvadorian. <laughs> but, yeah, I think guys like you and I, you know, that's a problem um, in American culture, though, to where it's kind of accepted for young men to have lives like this but not be pushed to learn more about their mental health. Like for you to be homeless, for you to, you know, join the Marines, for you to go to combat. But the, I, so what I try and teach in my platform is that mental health should be normalized around the seventh grade. Cause a lot of people don't know mm -hmm. that um, young people could be diagnosed as early as 12 and a half years old. You can find symptoms of per, uh, borderline personality disorder of narcissism, of depression, which is way more common in women than it is with men. Mm -hmm. And you can find narcissism, which is more common in men than women. Mm -hmm. Seven in 1,000 men have narcissism if they get diagnosed. Um, and that that's something I try and push a lot on my platform is that young people like you and I, when we're younger, get that information. You just don't learn how to get into a fist fight. You don't learn how to, I don't know, how to be tough. You have to learn how to be mentally tough. They don't teach us that. And that's yeah. what I see a lot of problem in the U.S. Yeah. Yeah. I'm hoping to, to uh, break, you know, the cycle where, uh, yeah, where, where all you, where, where the form of correction, a mistake or, or a bad behavior is, you know, beating the child. What was, what was the expression? Beat the, spare the stick and beat the child. Yeah. The spare the rod. Yeah. Um, spoil the child kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> I actually, you know, what's funny. I actually had to do, um, I had to do kind of like a, I don't know, a narration, a prep, uh, like an event talking about that just yesterday oh, about yeah? cancel culture. Okay. How did that so, go? Um, it's good because everyone hates cancel culture, but they can't figure out why. <laughs> and the reason why is it's the same reason why everyone dislikes spanking, but it still happens. A lot of people don't know why. And I say, listen, your job as a father, if you, you do you have kids, by the way? Oscar? I do. I have two boys. So your job is to be there for them, to mentor them, to love them, to make them feel protected, mm -hmm. to so they can come talk to you. Yeah. How is that synonymous with hitting them? It doesn't. Right. Like <laughs> you, you're not going to go to the same person who hit you when you did something wrong and tell them you did something wrong because they'll get better at hiding it. They'll get better at all these things. So when we talk about cancel culture, cancel culture doesn't fix something. When somebody gets canceled because it doesn't have them 
learn what they did is wrong as much as it just takes away their platform and they can just keep doing it in secret or doing it in hiding whatever they had done before. Obviously, we have to withdraw support from people who are morally incorrect, but mm. does that change them or does that just spank them kind of thing? Like, right. And that's what the talk was about yesterday. I don't spank my kids. And if somebody does, I'm like, oh, you shouldn't spank your kids. Like, we need to have better communication and tell parents what they should or shouldn't do based on just, I don't, so I'm better than you or something silly like that. Because <laughs> um, when yeah, I was younger, I've spanked my kids before and I never liked it. It would be like on the hand or something like that. And I never, I never got it. But then I realized, okay, I'm 21. I have two kids. I don't know what I'm doing because no one taught me because I didn't have a dad. You know? uh, yeah, that didn't that 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 definitely doesn't help. Um, I I had my parents uh, after I was eleven, but uh, I retaliated a lot with them. You know, because mm -hmm. I, I how how do you want me to how do you how are you gonna tell me what to do if you haven't been with me for eleven years of my life? Yeah, In the first eleven years of my life, you know. Yeah, but uh, I'm I'm kind of I I like to think I'm over it. Although I do hold a little bit of grudge still, but I, I, you know, I just try to get over it on myself because it's, I, I understand that it's not beneficial to, to anybody because whatever grudge I'm holding, nobody's going to know about, you know, because I'm just keeping it inside. Yeah. You can get, you can become old and angry and mean and nobody will care because that doesn't affect their bank account. They yeah, care when it affects their bank account, when it affects them. Yes. Like no one cares if you're unhappy. Yeah. Um, they, yeah. And so when I talk about mental health too, I always relate it back to war because the position we're in right now is to where we have these officials who have been put in office, elected or found ways because they haven't been vetted for their own mental health. So when I talk yeah. about um, President Putin and Russia right now, I tell people I do believe there's going to be a World War III um, because of that man. And the reason why is because his similarities to Adolf Hitler. He has so many things common and why Hitler chose to do what he did that we see the patterns, we see the signs, but we're still not holding ourselves accountable to mental health or our elected officials to narcissism because narcissism is an ego. And that's what Adolf Hitler had in World War II. And that's what this man has now. So Adolf Hitler, he's a soldier in World War I. He liked to tell people that God told him to get up and move one day. And then he got up and moved and then a bomb went off right where he was sitting. And he saw his nation rise. He saw his nation fall and then took it upon himself to make it great again. Then you have Putin who was born during the height of the Soviet Union in the 50s. He was alive during the Cuban Missile Crisis. He was alive during these proxy wars, Vietnam, during Korea. He was alive during the Afghan-Soviet War from 1978 to 1988. He saw the Soviet Union at its peak. He became a, KB, uh, KBG, a KGB officer, mm -hmm. and he was pulling out people's fingernails before he became the president of Ukraine. And he's been the president for around 20 years now. Yeah. That's, a, that's not a democracy that is an autocracy he's a dictator in hiding similar to adolf hitler and when as soon as he was going to invade ukraine i said this is going to be world war three i'll tell you guys when world war three is going to start in my opinion but they're like why i said because in 1939 adolf hitler invaded poland you're you're gone i don't see you no more oh sorry about that <laughs> let me just uh reset my camera real quick but so in 1939 adolf hitler invaded poland and everybody else 
France, UK, told him, don't do that again. And Adolf Hitler was like, all right, yeah, 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 I won't. I won't. And then he did it again. Boom, World War III. Now we're at the point we have this guy invades Ukraine because he wants to make his uh, USSR, he wants to make his Soviet Union, mm. and we're telling him, all right, we're going to let you invade Ukraine, but don't do it again. And I'm like, man, this is it. This is the this is the cycle we're that, just going to keep the, doing. We're right? at the point of don't do it again, and then that's when it pops up, right? Because I was listening to another uh, breaking point. It's a it's a news podcast mm. that they do, and they were saying that the period, the time that it took uh, for the U.S. to get it completely involved, it was about mm. a month. I mean, I'm talking about World War II. That it took yeah. about a month for them for the U.S. to get completely involved. Yeah. And another thing I was going to say. I, I want to say it was uh, Albert Einstein that said uh, he didn't know how the World War III would be fought, but the following after that would be fought with sticks and stones. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but he knows World War Four, World War, like four, the next war after that would be fought with sticks and stones. Yes. Yeah. We have all of these uh, men in power who have egos to protect, it seems like. Um, yes, yeah. And it's been built that way since, because World War II never ended. I tell people, and they're like, what do you mean by that? I'm like, World War II never ended. Russia and the U.S. were not allies during the beginning of World War II. Russia was Germany's ally. But in 1941, Germany betrayed Russia and invaded. And so Stalin was sending his 18-year-olds in taxi cabs to Stalingrad to go fight Germans because they invaded. Uh, and then at the end of the war, 1945, Here's Russia, here's the U.S., uh, here is uh, Britain. We're in the middle of Germany, and we say, all right, we're done fighting. What do you want to do? And we said, well, you take half of Germany, we'll take half of Germany, and we split it down the middle, the Berlin Wall, east and west Berlin. Um, and that begat the Cold War. But I tell people, no, it's just World War II never ended. Everybody just put their guns down for a bit, and then we fought proxy wars until now. And now, right now, it's just... We're waiting to get rid of these four people in charge of their countries, which is Iran, which is North Korea. Oh, sorry about that. Let me change the battery in there while I talk right. to you here real quick. Yes. Um, so we're getting ready to get rid of Kim Jong-un. We're getting ready to get rid of the person in charge of Iran. And then we're getting ready to get rid of uh, Putin, Vladimir Putin. And then the other one is China, because that those are going to be the people we Jeez. fight in World War III. Yeah, I, and those are some pretty big names, you know. Right, yeah. <laughs> so it, it's like, it it's not going to be a walk in the park regardless. But here is my thing. Here, You know, I I completely understand the political side of it. But uh, this is what I always tell everybody when they, when they bring the subject up. I'm like, I didn't do nothing. Yeah. I don't have any beef with any people from Russia or Ukraine or wherever yeah. the case is. And yeah. the only problem the only problem is in between the the people who who are leading the nations. Yeah. They're the ones with the issue. Now, why don't we have like a death match between them? Right. <laughs> yeah, why can't they just get in the ring and fight it out, you know? And they'll make a lot of money out of it if they pull this <laughs> yeah. out correctly. I mean, Yeah. Money, money is what they want, right? So yeah, you know, <laughs> NATO. Really NATO has been around since nineteen. I think we established NATO in around 1948, 1949. and that was the Northern Atlantic Treaty Agreement. 
And that was to combat the USSR, the Soviet Union. The Soviet Union, which countries like uh, Moldova, countries like Belarus, countries like Ukraine, Russia, obviously, mm -hmm. they already had this pact in place. So to combat that, we invented NATO. Mm -hmm. But after um, the collapse of the Soviet Union in 1991, all these countries in uh, Europe just kind of did their own thing. And we never added them to the pot. We never added them to the pot. And once Putin took over, because, you know, his predecessor was a drunk that you could watch fall down. Like he, he'd, he'd come to the U.S. and you'd watch him trying to pick up prostitutes <laughs> passing out on the ground. And you're you're having like, uh, you know, Bill Clinton send um, like ununiformed officers to go pick him up and put him in a car, get him out of the cameras. We're, we're not embarrassing Russia. So you have Putin who took over and he decided he knew the answer and it was to create a new soviet union and he talked about it too he told everyone what he wanted to do he told everybody um if you're not trying to build the soviet union these aren't his words exactly but this was like the point of what he would say mm -hmm. if you're not trying to build the soviet union again what are you even doing and that goes back to a business that isn't growing is dying how much yeah. how much true is there that uh china's the one that told him to do it after 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 the olympics that's the, that's the truth yeah they have you know they're not allies china's only official ally is north korea they've stated that they're partners um china's china is a giant who's not even sleeping who's just been standing there china doesn't want to go to war but china loves the fact that it's so powerful but a lot of people don't know china recently released a movie too about um, the Cho the Battle of Chosen Reservoir uh, that happened during the Korean War. A lot of people don't know the U.S. and China actually fought in Korea. They actually had a huge battle in Korea, okay. uh, Marines against uh, the Chinese military. And we that's when we had to pull out. That's when we had to say, we can't do this. And we withdrew to the 48th parallel. China made a movie about them beating us, and it was the highest grossing movie in China's history. And the, the Minister of Propaganda there was like, that's a win. They love and, it, huh? Yeah, and then we have this situation right now. Um, you know, they have, I think it's like a million people, two or three million people in their army. It's insane, yeah. So they have more than, the, well, what's the number for the U.S.? The U.S., uh, you know what, I actually had the numbers a couple of weeks ago, but I remember that we're, you know, a million and a half strong, let's say active duty. Okay. Because um, I think the army is around 400,000. The Marine Corps is 130 to 150, usually, depending on attrition. Um, but if we have add in our reservists or mm. we call in people from IRR, a lot of people don't know, civilians don't know, the average, um, you don't sign up for four years. Everybody thinks that you just have to do four years. You actually have to do eight years in the military. Four years of it, though, is inactive. So let's say, Oscar, you join the Marines, you serve your four years, and then you get out. They can call you anytime within the next four years and say, get a haircut, put your uniform on, report to this base by this time. Um, <laughs> what? And recall you. And that's called inactive ready reserve. Those are four more years. So if World War III were to break out, everyone's asking me, Matt, are they going to draft me? Are they going to draft? No, they're not going to draft you. They're going to call everyone who's on IRR back. First. So if you have two years left, that means they're going to get one deployment out of you uh, to to fight in Ukraine, per se. You know what? Like all this, like this army has the biggest, that army has this number, those army has that number. At the end of the day, 
it's not beneficial to anybody. Because at yeah. the end of the day, whoever it doesn't matter who has the biggest army. So if, if one keeps flexing on the other, it's just gonna mm. destroy everything. With the nuke, well, yeah, with the nukes involved, <laughs> with the nukes involved, I think Russia's nukes can reach. Well, obviously, Alaska is not that far, but hey, that's where everyone's mind goes. Are we gonna I, get nuked? You I know think I mean? Washington is like two thousand miles away. <laughs> like, I think Oregon, Oregon, state or Oregon. What's above I'm California? Sending- uh, or Oregon, yeah. No, no, above that. Oh, Washington. Yeah, it is Washington, right? Of course. Yeah, yeah. That's like two thousand, two thousand two hundred and sixty something miles. I could be wrong on the number, but it's somewhere. It's le- it's, it's less than three thousand miles away. Yeah. Because <laughs> we're used to looking at the map where where Russia is on the other side, you know. But if you put it in a circle, it's like it's right above us. And, yeah. And the scariest thing is that I that I've heard yesterday was the Maduro, the president mm. of Venezuela. He already said, "Oh well, Russia is just defending itself against yeah. the U.S. That's what they're saying by attacking another country." I don't understand yeah. how that makes any sense, you know. But it's, <laughs> it's you, you know, Ukraine uh, is a great buffer for Russia, um, and they, historically they've um, they've used Ukraine. They've tried to dissolve Ukraine's language. They like that's why Russian is such a prominent language in Ukraine rather than Ukrainian. Mm. It's because they've tried to, they've been so in in depth in that culture for so long and they've used them. They've used them as a buffer because Moscow, the capital of Russia is not that far from Ukraine. So if they add Ukraine to the pot, then they have a buffer between all of the NATO bases. And that's what um, the president of Venezuela is saying. They think that we are attempting to monopolize the world using NATO. Mm-hmm. And they feel like um, we're going to take over. And so instead of trying to say we want to join or we want to be a part of this so we can have our say, our piece of the pie, um, they want to fight. And that's how Japan felt before World War II. Japan never felt respected a lot of time. I believe Japan was our ally during World War One, and they fought, but they never actually felt respected. So when they fought uh, in World War II, a lot of it had to do with ego, a lot of it getting the power they felt like they always deserved because China used to be the superpower um, before World War One, and then Japan became that superpower around that time. But they felt like they never got that, that respect they deserved. That's why they fought against us. Uh, makes sense. I mean, but at the end of the day, again, it's just it, it, it had nothing to do with the people that died. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't, like, did you know, do you know how many Marines died um, right after Pearl Harbor, before we actually fought in World War II, because they were all stationed on those islands. So as soon as Japan surprise attacked us on December 7th, I believe, or December 6th on, in Pearl Harbor, right. they killed all of the Marines on those islands. So guys like me and you who are 18, 19, who were serving during peacetime, were just getting a suntan on some little island that we were stationed on. And then Japan showed up and murdered all of them. Like murder them, torture them, murder them, everything. Oh, yeah. Wow. I had literally never heard of that. I've only heard of like the where the attack at Pearl yeah. Harbor, not the smaller island. I thought it was just that one. Yeah, they, they went through and um oh. that's why Japan's army that's why we only allowed them to have a defense force. Like so Germany was allowed to have an army, right? Germany's like doesn't get treated like Japan. But we put the, one of the largest marine bases in Japan specifically because of war crimes. 
We did it because the Japan <laughs> liked doing war crimes. Japan was all about war crimes, 100%. And, but the reason why is because they grew up in that Bushido culture. You know, I think I told you earlier, I studied Japan uh, and I study Japanese. Like I'm extremely fascinated with it because they are como MS-13. Uh-huh. That is in their culture to where they're army ants. They're, going, they they're do. down to die for the cause. Okay. Like that's how they are. It's in their culture. So that's why we took away their military and only allowed them to have a defense force. But you know what just changed recently? What changed? Now they're allowed to protect other countries. There's a huge debate going on in Japan right now because they're recreating their army right now. Yeah. Yeah. That that's another that that side of Asia is another scary thing too. Like mm. the, I know it's not. I know you're talking about Japan, but I'm I'm, I'm saying Taiwan, Taiwan yeah. and China. Yeah, it's a scary thing because it's the same. Yeah, it parallels the same situation that Ukraine. It's terrifying <laughs> because we can't stop them from taking Taiwan. We we can't without starting World War Three. It's the same way we could not get involved in Ukraine unless we start World War Three. We can't do do it. So. Where, where, let me ask you, where does the buck stop then for China? Where's the buck stop? That basically says, all right, so I can take over every country that's not a part of NATO is what you just said. And NATO's like, no, shit, got me on that one. <laughs> it's that kind of conversation. And that's, that's why, like, right now, I'm just, I'm a huge fan of somebody just assassinating President Putin to save millions of lives. Because you know um, the tr the Nuremberg trials after World War II, where they tried all of the German command for war crimes. Mm -hmm. uh, there was, I think it was Hermann Göring had said, "People are going to die no matter what." Like he didn't care about the death, and like that's how these people are. So like when you're the CEO of a company, you understand layoffs are going to happen. Mm -hmm. It doesn't affect you. It's the same thing with these people in charge. Like if me and you die and we're not in the military during this next world war, no one cares. Nobody's even going to know your name. Yeah, you're just somebody who was hit in Casualty. that 10-mile radius kind of thing. Yeah. You know, that, that, that uh, I, I do agree with the, that they would, it would have to take for somebody to take Putin out. It, it mm. would have to take that for it to get resolved without a without exploding any any nukes. Now, right. the thing about that is, how do you do it without compromising everything else? Because right. you got to think about it's not only him, it's his whole cabinet that's probably supporting exactly what he's saying, and, and yeah. they're thinking along the same line, lines. And also, you can't punch somebody in the face and not expect to get punched back. Yeah. And then they, you know, even if we do, let's say we... It, a very American term, fix Russia, or right? Like we're going <laughs> to fix someone else's culture or something like that. Because right. here's, I, you know, I interviewed a former Russian Spetsnaz soldier okay. the other day, and I had asked him if you could tell Americans how, it, what would you say? He's like, you guys aren't, you guys aren't the main character like you think you are. There's other things going on in the world. That's and I was like, that's good to know whether or not I agree with you that an average Russian would perceive us as that though, because that tells you what they're thinking. So even if we were to fix Russia in our mind, which is to bring them onto the winning team, whatever, they border China. That's just going to make China feel like, okay, now they're even closer to us. What, what do we do? But, yeah. but here's the thing though. You know how people 
like like in the, the last couple of years they were saying, oh, China's going to take over. China's taking over. Yeah. I don't think they are taking over. I think the all the CEOs and all companies that took their business out there mm. put it in a gold platter for China. Yeah. Like, here it is. Here, yeah. Take it. It's all yours. So yeah. they don't need to take over. We are willingly giving it away. Yeah, and that's why they haven't <laughs> fought anybody since the 50s. They, they don't need to. You know, it's like the biggest guy in the room doesn't need to get in a fist fight. Everyone knows if he swings on you, it's going to hurt. Let's just leave him alone. And that, that's what China's been doing. Um, and I, the only thing, the only reason I think they haven't taken Taiwan is because in their mind, that's not going to improve them. That would just be an ego thing. And mm. I think they do have a, the spirit of communism. You know, they have the spirit of what was communism before to where they don't need the ego. And hopefully they stick with that because if somebody's a communist, it's supposed to be everyone's equal. Hopefully we all can improve. So if they're already good in their mind, they would have to ask themselves, why Why do we need Taiwan to improve? Hopefully they don't think that. Whereas President Putin is not a communist. That man is a dictator. And that's why I said he has an autocracy, not a democracy. He wants to rebuild his empire. Um, didn't and he, that, yeah. Didn't but, he poison all his uh, all his competition? They're all, they're all dead, including journalists. They get murdered. If you go against him, you're going to get shot in the back in the middle of the street at nighttime getting going to your car and they, they've all died already and everyone knows that he's done it too he's a mafia boss the guy's a mafia boss yeah like you said he was part of the, he was an officer of the kgb right yeah which is like that's like the cartel kind of thing like they're gonna they're, they're putting people in oil drums for all we know like and pushing <laughs> them in the ocean like that's some kgb some really and he's even said this is a quote from him too once you're kgb you're always kgb this is the president still calling himself secret police in his mind. Like so that's crazy. That's what he is still apparently, right? Uh -huh. There's no doubt about it in that. Yeah. And the last thing I wanted to ask about it was uh that that conversation that you had on your Twitch channel that it was going to be mm -hmm. with the Ukrainian and the who else was it again? Oh, so let's see. I, so I interviewed a young man who is actually kind of notorious on social media already. Uh, because he was an active member of the Boogaloo Boy community. So he, his name was Mike Dunn. He even has a documentary that was done by Vice about him, which was astonishing to me because he's 19 years old. Wow, young. And he's created 18 militias. 18 <laughs> militias. Like he's gone county to county, created 18 militias of uh, people who are libertarian who want to make sure they exercise their second amendment and know they're not going to depend on the government to protect them. And I try to interview and be very unbiased because um, you could associate the Boogaloo boys with skinheads. You could associate them with, uh, um, okay. you know, uh, nationalists. You could try and do that, but I don't need to paint a picture. I want to look at the picture and try and explain it to people who are listening. Right. Um, so I interviewed him and that was right before he had to headed to Ukraine. So right now he should be, arriving there today or he got there yesterday and he's going to go fight yeah he's going to go fight on behalf of ukraine and then i had interviewed former spetsnaz which is uh kind of special forces from russia mm -hmm. to ask him his perception on the russian army and what's going on in ukraine yeah oh that's crazy that's crazy i'm gonna have to go listen that that's on your twitch right yeah the videos should still be on my like uh my old videos on on twitch and i those are the last like two interviews that i had done yeah I was 
I I was setting up a conversation with a a, a Russian kid from Moscow, uh-huh. Moscow, and he agreed to do it. Mm-hmm. But I've been trying to follow up with him to you know say if we see we're still on, but I get no answer from him. Yeah, they, they're going. The police there are checking people. Like they're from, like, where are you from? Kind of vibe. Like they're making people pull out their phone and go through their phone to look for stuff like that. And you're getting arrested. I think they've arrested around, I think the number was 13,000 people. Um, How does that sound like a democracy to you? It's not, it's a not, a dem- that's a dictatorship. <laughs> like, that's crazy. That's just somebody saying, this is what's going to happen. And anything yeah. other than that, you're, yeah. you're going to be put away because we don't want any of that. Mm. <laughs> yeah, Matt. Well, Matt. I don't want to take more of your time, but I would really like to keep going with this conversation in another time. And I know you're a busy man. I, I, I know you have a lot of things going on and I really want you to know that I really appreciate your time. And thank you for giving me this conversation and getting to know a little bit of what you do and what you've been, what you've gone through and what you are doing now. And yeah. I want you to know that I really appreciate you. Thank you very much for giving me this conversation. Thank you, man. I had, I had a lot of fun. Um, things like this are, you know, I I really enjoy them. It's nice, man. It's nice being on the other side of, I don't know. I don't have to, I don't know, put on like a costume and dance around in a video. <laughs> I can just come hang out for an hour. It's real. Thank you, man. Yeah. That's what I try to give everybody that experience. Yeah. So just, you know, just like we just had a drink or something, you know, just yeah, yeah, hanging yeah. out, having a conversation and, and just getting to know what you do and getting to know, you know, a little bit of how you think and uh, your experiences as well. Appreciate and you, with man. that being said, man, Again, thank you. I really appreciate you. Please, one more time, go ahead and plug everything you have going on. And then uh, please send me an email with all your links so I can add them to the, to the episode description, please. Okay, I will. Uh, if you guys want to find me on social media, you can find me on Twitch and, and Instagram using the name Matt, M-A-T-T-S underscore all right. And then on YouTube, just Matt's all right with no underscore. Um, I try and post daily on Instagram as well as TikTok if you like daily content. And I go on Twitch every Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday from 3 p.m. Pacific time until 7 p.m. Pacific time. And then Saturday as well from 10 to noon Pacific time. Awesome. Again, thank you very much. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> thank My you for having Thank me, you man. very much, Matt. I really appreciate you. Again, thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm sorry I messed up. <laughs> You're amazing, dude. All right, thank right you. on. Stay, I'll talk to you soon. Thank you, Bye, definitely. Man. Bye. Well, well, what did I say? That was a wonderful conversation. Thank you, my friend, Matt. Matt's all right. I appreciate you and your time. And please, please hit that subscribe button. I'll put uh, all his links in my description. Check out all everything he's got going on. He's a great dude. And thank you very much again. And this is Our Two Cents with Oscar, your host. Deuces!